stop. What's wrong with the TV? Stop. Stop, cut. Blooper reel. Fine, cut. We'll start again. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Fine. Come on, just turn the TV off already. <laughs> it will do anything but turn the TV off. <laughs> Who doesn't hear that and want to stick up the middle finger at somebody as they're walking down the street in slow motion? I don't recommend that. Of course, it depends what part of the country you live in. Definitely don't do it if you live in anywhere near London. Or anywhere near up north. Midlands could be a bit sketchy too. They might stab you or something. Do it if you own a boat. episode of Nash Cast. I'm Scott Nash and with me is my one true love. <laughs> You're such a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> my fiance, the woman of my life for at least six years. <laughs> no. <laughs> Seven? And a half. No, I don't think it's. Is it? Let's see. No, I'm sure I worked out it was six two, last July. T- 2005. Last July you thought it was seven, but it was six. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's eight. 18. That'd be like nine this year, then. That's not right. Yeah. That's when we might have met each other. But that's not when we've been going out since for long. But two thousand. It might have been two thousand and eight, actually. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, one. <laughs> Why did I get a one after twelve? <laughs> 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 Hang on. Why is it eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen? Yeah, that was no. It must have been two thousand seven. No. I remember because the amount of times I had to enter in my start date in the computers when we used to work together. Sure. Yeah, it was, it was a mixture of either 2005 and 2008, and I think 2005 was a bit too early. Not that it's important, anyway. But 2005 was way too early. I think that's when you. That's when you started working. No. I think 2008. Oh, well, probably eight, best to work was, out for my age. Right, okay, what was eight years ago? No. Yeah, what was eight years ago? That was 2005. Yeah. Just. Yeah, so... So that's when you started working blockbusters, but we didn't start dating till way, way after. We started dating from the moment our eyes met. Technically, (laughs) well... (laughs) (laughs) Our souls certainly did. (laughs) But you and me physically, not so much. We didn't. We didn't date till... um, No, we didn't even talk for the first couple of months when we first met. Yeah, I I was the Hulk. I was very angry. You used, to, you used to send me home early a lot. Yeah, that's because I didn't want to... Work with me? No, I... <laughs> yeah, no. You were a, a kid. I didn't want to destroy your um, adulthood. Because I was just... I was in a very dark place. And I didn't want to... You were very, like... When you walked in, it was very much like a Disney entrance. <laughs> fucking sunlight and birds flying around you and a deer in the corner going, have a good day at work. And then, like, the camera pans around to the side of the store and it's dark. There's clouds. There's lightning. There's tornadoes going on in the background. And there's me stood there with, uh, you know, uh, a pike that's in flames. I might as well have been, like, the god of the underworld. <laughs> and I was pissed. I didn't want you to experience any of that, so I was just like... And to be fair, because you were new, and I wouldn't... As we mentioned before, I wouldn't have employed you anyway, but um, I was just like, get out of my hair, because if you're not around, you won't bug me with, you know, rearranging stuff on the shelves in the wrong places, which you did do a few times. (laughs) That did annoy me, because it was my wall. Yeah. And when you used to go around blocking and stuff and putting things in what you thought was the right place or what you thought might have been better was... No! (laughs) 
<laughs> it was not. Yeah, it was better. No, it wasn't. It was uh, so fun. that infuriated me. And so and yeah, I just wanted to be. I wanted to be left alone to um, engage. Wallow my, in your yeah, misery and and bitterness and and become one with that. It was a, a moment of self bonding. Which... <laughs> <laughs> I thought this could be like PG thirteen or something. No, I always tick the explicit box. <laughs> More words than one. So, long story short, which it wasn't, my special guest this episode, my fiance Stacy. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that was very Disney-like, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you want some? Birds fluttering around and some Disney music there. Yeah, that'd be nice. Right. Something magical. <laughs> Not my personality. Okay. All right. Do you want to know why I don't need to do the intro so much anymore? Yeah, tell me about it and what you've got well, going on. Well, you don't know about it and listeners will soon learn about it and they'll learn about it again the following episode because I'm going to tell Sean about it at the weekend when I record with him because he doesn't know about it yet. But I've employed the talents of a certain young Australian lady. Oh, I. 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 Who's who's this Australian lady in your life that I know nothing about? I wish I could tell you, but I don't know. Ooh, mystery. Yeah, she's uh, she's a professional. Ah. As I understand it, but she's going to take over the vocal intro. So a vocal intro, yeah. But I like the blues. Oh no, no, we're still. That's the musical intro. We're still going to have that. But on top of that, we're going to have a voiceover of this. Chick. Oh, she's voiceover woman, a voiceover what? lady. A voiceover. She's a voiceover lady, and she's going to be doing a whole. Um, yes, you know, you're listening to Nashcast, or you're doing something. Is with she going to make you sound like extra, like awesome and special, like? Hello and welcome to Nashcast, and obviously, yeah, like, obviously ten times better than that. Very though. much like that, but Australian. And after that, because she's going to be amazing, that's going to be the highlight of the episode. <laughs> it all goes downhill after that. No matter what, me or Sean try and pull out of, uh, the bag or our pockets or our boots. Oh, your iPads. Yeah, iPads. Yeah, it's all down. You know, Chinese man may as well fuck off. <laughs> yeah, he's retired, uh, and every other voice that we do. Um, which leads me into let's talk about it a little bit just quickly because I'm still up and down about it. Uh, Star Wars episode that we did recently, yeah. There's some sound issues, yes, which I don't know if you've like if you noticed it or not, but because hearing it through the speakers is like one thing, but then like actually. Once it's all like published, it's on iTunes and stuff. It's very, very different. And I think Sean tweeted earlier on about this, and I'm hoping. <laughs> well, there's a big part of it. It's hoping it was our podcast he's referring to because he mentioned something about uh, note to self. Next time you put headphones in, and listen to a podcast. Check the volume before you hit play. Because <laughs> <laughs> a couple of of my podcast episodes that I put up were quiet, which I um, I knew about sort of like pretty much straight away. And uh, I made sure that after those episodes, I was not going to make that same mistake again. But I've gone from one extreme to the other. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine if it is mine, he's gone to listen to one episode and... Um, he's blown his eardrums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, now deaf. Welcome to Nashcast! <laughs> Bless him. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't know, because you played the clip over the computer speakers to me the other day, and what you played for me sounded really good and really funny. Yeah, the segment towards the end but was after, you know, references to the Jews and stuff. Towards the end, the sound quality did pick up a lot. Now, because, and I've got to explain this, uh, is it the episode before? I don't know, there's, um, what I discovered, in hindsight, was that I was stuck in a little corner... So I had uh, good uh, background coverage, but the microphone was kind of like stuck in my face and the for some reason, I don't know why, but on our mixer, the sound volume was, uh, the, the sound knob was uh, on full. So I'm like superly overpowering. Um, but Sean, bless him, we should, it should have been the complete opposite really considering, you know, heights and 
whatnot, but he was right in the middle of the room where he was surrounded with nothing but the open universe. So his sounded quite either at various points distant or a little echoey or um, just faint. And it's been really hard to try and edit that and pick up his volumes and stuff, but to you know continue with a, a fluid motion of um, sound and just recording. So, um, but it does get it picks up sort of like towards the middle when you come into it, and then there's a, a transitional period where we all kind of ditch the table and move to the couches. We, that's where we, we retire, um, but we continue recording whilst we do this. So there's a lot of noises of microphones being moved and banging things and stuff which is a bit annoying and I can't really cut that without cutting a whole segment but because we continue talking about Star Wars bullshit as we go um, it's really hard to do but you like what you've heard so far so you think I should just put it up anyway and just be like look there's some sound issues but you know just bear with it because it's a laugh anyway yeah, from what what you know, what I listened to was really funny, and you know, do the best that you can with editing wise, and then just put it up. You don't think we should redo it? No, because we spent three hours recording that <laughs> podcast. I am not sitting there and doing it again. We only got through the first three films. Yeah, oh, barely. The, sorry, the last three films. No, we got through. We got through. We went through episode one, two, and three, and a bit of four. Yeah, and I was like. That's, it's getting late. We've been recording for a long time. Let's save. Uh, yeah, let's like let's do episodes four, five, and six properly next time. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not doing all that again. No, because we don't have to. I mean, we could do episodes four, five, and six. Yeah. We don't need to go back to one, two, and three again because all we really did for two hours was bitch about how Moni <laughs> Anakin was and how much he was an emo bitch, and then. The other time podcasting was me and Sean doing impressions of that. <laughs> Same thing. Anakin yeah. being an emo bitch coming across Samuel Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. So, right, let's uh, let's get on to some serious uh, some serious shit. Fuck. What? I don't know, I was just hoping you'd repeat me so I could add it into my montage for my new segment. Let's go into new segments. New segments. You got new segments going on. I do. I'm working on themes and stuff at the moment, but I thought, fuck it, why not just like announce it now, seeing as I'm there. Um, we're going to start a couple of new things. Uh, where am I at? Segments. As they may have referenced already, we have uh, Black Fisted Justice. That's uh, a new segment coming to speakers near you. And what is that segment about? That is going to be um, something where we're going to reference at some point, maybe in the news or in a movie or um, hopefully something comical that someone who's just been a shit or a little cunt, like, uh, I don't know, Justin Bieber, who needs some black-fisted justice. He's retired from music at the age of nine. I oh, know, he's corrected that now. Oh, is he not retired anymore? No, he, he was apparently joking or he was referring to something else. They think that he might have been, he might have like been saying he was going to bed. Because all he said was like, I am retiring. That's it. Oh. There was no reference to uh, him actually retiring from... Music or life or anything, which would have been something if he, I'm retiring from life. <laughs> that fine, go on, do it. But no, he was just like, I'm retiring, and of course, anything like that just hits the the media, and they all go fucking nuts over it, like they did, and boom, big news story. But apparently, it turns out that uh, that's not the case. He's not retired, as you probably might have suspected or guessed. He's just. Uh, quit it for the night. Okay. Like months ago when this new story broke. Um, but you know what? Fuck him. He can. He needs some black-fisted justice and he can have the fuck you card as well all in one guy. Which was my other segment, which is the, uh, the fuck you card. Okay, and what, what's that going to be about? That's going to be just about someone who's just been an absolute shit. Who, again, could be from a new story. Someone we know, someone we don't know. We're just going to try and make it comical. And I'm like, how many weeks are there in the year? 52. All right. 
And how many cards are there in a, in a deck of cards? 52. So that's like one card a week, one fuck you card a week that I can dish out to, or we, collectively. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get Sean or whoever, uh, Gareth um, or Adam, yourself, or uh, whoever comes to the table and, and, and talks with me, um, I'm going to get them to bring me a story or something about maybe maybe somebody that's pissed them off, maybe somebody on the bus, maybe it's you. Maybe you've seen some that angry Chinese lady on the bus again that's, you know, kind of annoyed everybody and caused a scene and stuff. And uh, maybe, you know, she's really rattled your cage, so the fuck you card goes to her. Maybe it's because, I don't know, uh, Alec Baldwin runs out of a building drunk and sees a man on fire but refuses to piss on him to put him out because that's the kind of person he is. Sorry, Alec. Who knows? But, you know, there's uh, there, there's somebody that the fuck you card can go to every week. But we're going to keep it positive and we're going to praise people for you got a, good things that they've done. You've got a positive segment called the fuck you card. And and another one called Black Fisted Justice. That's not very positive. No, they're the, they're the in-betweeners. Oh, okay. We're going to do positive segments as well. A lot of what we do, the talking and stuff, we turn things, we try to turn things positive and stuff. There's going to be, a, a thing is, a lot of people, you know, may or may not, you know, disagree with a lot of the, the shit that we do. Sure, we, um, you know, there's some podcasts out there um, that take uh, the news relatively serious and... Um, let me think. Uh, let's let's give him a bit of a shout out in turn, I guess. And it's nothing bad against the bad against them. The anywhere but here now. No, wait a minute. What is it? The anywhere but here podcast. They're awesome, and they talk about a lot of random stuff. If you've not listened to them, go listen to them. Um, Tom and Ant. Yeah. Add them to your list. For, so when you run out of episodes of my podcast, go listen to theirs. Okay. Um, they're pretty good and uh, quite often they refer to news material and stuff but from what I've heard so far I've heard the last the latest sort of couple of episodes and I have been trying to catch up from the very beginning as well so and at some point we'll meet in the middle Um, and when they mention new stuff it tends to more quite often be a bit more serious Um, and I'm going like on a spectrum here uh, and you'll see why in a minute because you got that and then you got uh, another podcast I've been listening to Sweet Feathery Jesus who again a lot of segments they do they talk about the news and yeah it's sometimes borderline serious but more often than not they uh, they have a bit of a laugh about it and uh, but discuss it in detail but in a comical way of like how did this happen what what how there's no way this could have happened like naturally there's got to be a reason for it and all this kind of shit yeah and sometimes just you know they just like laugh and whatnot and then you've got um us and we're the from as far as uh you know a lot of the podcasts and the local podcasts and stuff that i've been listening to because there, there's a ton out there and i'll give them all the shout outs in a, in a little bit i'm trying to catch up on a lot of them because in my line of business i have that time to catch up on a lot of them but it's still quite a lot to listen to so then you've got us where we've just ripped the piss out of uh news stories like sharks uh japanese people throwing themselves off buildings or balconies over christmas because of they didn't want to go shopping anymore yeah talk about that's that's desperate man <laughs> desperate and yeah but no yeah yeah well them or us them them yeah but it's you know it's not to take anything away from the situation. I mean, everything we talked about, we all feel sorry for the, uh, the, yeah, the families and stuff involved. But when you like hear a story like that, it's, it, we just we could all like take it serious and be really grumpy about it and be like, oh shit, yeah, shit hit the fan. That's that sucks. But we're like, well, let's try and make it positive. Anyway, back to the point. What was the point? Um, you were just telling me about, oh, we were talking about being positives and stuff. Yeah. Positive segments. Oh, yeah, the segments. I've also got the, um, 
uh, angry film remake guy who's going to make an appearance every now and again. And he's yes. going to uh, come along uh, for a, a couple of minutes at a time, maybe each show, and explain why he's angry at films being remade and maybe give us an update on to what's being remade and why it shouldn't be remade, which I think what is quite interesting. What do you think about the new Robocop being remade? Love it. I've got that down here on my like, list of films to talk about. <laughs> but why are you jumping ahead? Yeah, let's go there. Robocop? Yeah, love it. Yeah, it looks... looks Looks good. It's obviously yeah. just. It's obviously just. All it is is an up-to-date version of RoboCop. Yeah, I mean, thing is, looking at having seen uh, the trailer now, um, accidentally because I try and avoid normally. I know it's been shown on TV a lot. Yeah, so, so I've, like seen it, I was like, um, there's. I mean, you kind of when you're like my age bracket. I mean, I don't even know. Have you seen the original? Yes. Have you seen the director's cut originally? Yes. Okay. Where he gets shot for about 15 minutes. Yeah. And um, you pretty much see a lot of blood and limbs and flesh and gore and... Yeah. You know, you can make yourself a cup of tea and 20 minutes later you're still going. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You don't see like that much nowadays. I mean, I don't like the way in the... Obviously, the way he becomes... You see it in the, in the trailer... The way he becomes Robocop seems to be less graphically violent. Yeah, well, that, that makes sense. The There's only, ironically enough, there's only one problem that I've got with it, and it's the fact that uh, whenever he wakes up or whatever, he's, he's, I mean, you see that shot where he looks down, and he's all robotic except for one hand, which I was kind of like, he doesn't need that hand. That hand's, um, what's the, the word? It's a... Uh, it's a compromising aspect of the bigger picture. Because that hand, clearly, I'm guessing... I, mean, I don't know, I've not seen the film yet. Maybe it's robotic and they've just kept the hands like in the original Robocop. They kept his face, but it wasn't his face. It was dead. Yeah. His face and stuff was dead. So maybe his hand is as well. But I was like, so why... If that's the case, why keep his hand? Why not just make it robotic? Because that was the thing with the original. They... They said when he got shot to fuck and they were building the Robocop outfit and whatnot and well, turning him into it and, and stuff, they said, oh, we can. Th- there's a chance they could save, uh, I think it was the left arm. And the uh, the guy in charge was like, yeah, I know, get rid of it in place of the robotic one. So as far as Robocop goes, the only things that were actually real was like the brain and <laughs> in that day and age, I guess, the eyes and uh, the spine. That was it. That was all of, like, the human part of Robocop was. But in this, it seems like it's pretty much like he's got what you see when he after the, the car explosion. It's half a body with no legs, one arm, and his head put into a suit, which they say is not a suit, but kind of is because he's got his arm and his hand. But you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm all for it because, like a lot of people have said, it's you know there was a, a massive outrage when outrage 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 yeah when this happened and, and I hate to say it but Adam, our fellow podcaster, was one of those people when it first got announced Robocop's going to be remade and he was all you know oh why do they have to fucking remake it why can they not come up with the original idea there's so many different things they could do. And it's quite, the answer is quite simple. It's like, it's because it's a business. And a business, if it can make money from it, it's going to do it. So it's remaking something. And the thing is, as well, that look at the the next generation of kids and stuff. They've probably not seen the original Robocop. No, no. That's that's why they remake them. It's for the new generation. Because they know that those kids will go see that movie and therefore it will make money. Same reason why they've remade everything. Total Recall, which everybody again had the same thing. They were like, oh, if Arnie's not in it, it's not worth doing. I can't believe they're remaking it. It's full of... It's going to be bullshit. I'm not going to watch it. I'm boycotting it and stuff. And you know what? Stupidly successful. It was really good. Colin Farrell surprised everybody. Kate Beckinsale. I mean, I don't even need to mention that. She did an amazing job in that. That's probably one of the best films I've seen her in. I've not seen many of her films, to be fair. I actually probably have. 
if I was to look at her on IMDb, I'd probably go like, yeah, I've seen most of her films. But just the effects, the story, sure, it's pretty much the same story, but just everything about it was done really well. And it was, I guess, up to date. But at the same time, it didn't take anything away from the original. I, having grown up with the original, I could still go back to that and watch Arnie and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Same as uh, why they, Carrie. A lot of people said the same thing. And the thing with Carrie and Karate Kid, those two films specifically, because they're the two that I've seen, they were like made pretty much, give or take, scene for scene, word for word, to the original script. Yeah. I mean, that being said, I had to like backtrack or something. I've not seen the new Carrie version, but everything that I've seen in the all the trailers that I've seen of it and uh, whatnot, it looks completely identical. It's just... Bigger effects, bigger budget, and that's that's it. But yeah, Total Recall and the other one I just mentioned, Karate Kid. The only difference was that it was Kung Fu, not Karate. And yeah, me personally, I'm going to lean towards that the original was better because uh, Miyagi had that dude like doing all kinds of different stuff, whereas all Jackie Chan did was have this kid for, through two-thirds of the movie put his jacket on and off, and just through that one process alone, he learned all of, like, Kung Fu that there was to learn. And then, like, goes to take him to see some Snake Lady, and bang! You've got the gift of God. I don't know, I haven't seen it. You've not seen it? No. Who did I see it with? I don't know. Fucking hell. Better keep that one quiet. <laughs> Okay, let's move it on then a little bit. Um, yeah, so I've got a couple of new segments coming. And, yeah, they're just for a bit of a laugh. It's nothing serious, but it's something that I've realised over the last few episodes. It's something that comes up, and I thought, you know what? It's about time that we start introducing uh, uh, our own little, little uh, jingles and stuff. Yeah. So, Everyone likes a good jingle. Yeah, so I thought, fuck it, why not break up the podcast a little bit by having these segments and uh, just throwing it in there, positive or bad or whatever, it can break it up. And Because even if it's bad, we can still have a bit of a laugh about it, especially if it's Sean and whatnot. So we've got a couple of games coming up. Games? Games. Do these games involve alcohol by any chance? They don't have to, that's the thing. They don't have to. No, no, they can do, but they don't have to. Uh, there is the I'm Too Old for the Shit game, which is a, generally a drinking one. But again, it could just be a, a casual, if you lose, have a sip of coffee or tea or water or something game, which is uh, you have to, somebody uh, throws out the name of an actor to the person to their left, and then that person then has to guess their age. And if they get the the year spot on or within a year, either side, they get a point. Same with month and the day doesn't particularly matter. And you can set the score limit to your own, uh, however you want to do it. We've also got um, script from the pit. Where depending who's here, I will like uh, take a random script. Or a, uh, a scene from a script of a random movie, which will be randomly selected by a random person, randomly, when we podcast. But we have to take on either certain personas or throw in an accent or something to make okay. it comical. To make it comical. So Sean will be doing his Chab accent then. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, it's such a brilliant <laughs> Chab accent. Like chab slash gangster. It's just like... Uh, yeah. Makes me die of laughter. And I will throw in um, one of a number of accents that could be New Yorkan. And you have many. Chinese man, Russian... Australian news reporter is my favourite. Oh, Australian news reporter, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's I know that's the thing. It's just gonna help brighten up the show a little bit. Sounds good. Um, right now we're gonna go to. I want to talk to you a little bit about TV theme before we get into some serious shit. Actually, let me think. Right, you're a you're a Disney gal. Yes, I am. 
You don't have to be defensive about it. <laughs> be proud, I am not proud. defensive. I am You're proud. like, yes, I am. I'm very proud about my Disney um, collection and my way of thinking. I mean, <coughs> Hold on. I should not enter a room and it all be sunshine and rainbows and birds singing and rabbits come up to me talking. I mean, why go through life boring? Like, oh, I'm going to walk into a room and it's going to be thunder and lightning and the sea crashing or I'm just going to be normal. There's nothing wrong with being normal, but I'm not normal. It's weird because every time I walk into a room, I see everything on fire. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> and then I come along with my sunshine and rainbows. Absolutely. But I think that's what makes us work. We're, a, we're the nice balance between good and bad, in a way. Yeah, but my, my, my good overpowers your bad every time. Probably in a way. That's probably. I have to, okay, I will say right now to give you massive props. Before I, before we take a break. Before you kill me off in some sort of zombie <laughs> yeah. apocalypse. Hey, hey. I, I was, told, if I died, it was because I was saving your ass. I was going for drama. Yeah, yeah. If um, I died, it's because I was saving your ass. Yeah, for those of you that aren't aware, I killed off, spoilers, I killed off Stacey in episode five. Yeah, thanks um, for that. That was a nice No, but thing I did bring in. her back. I changed my mind. <laughs> I, I, I brought her back. And then... I ended up dying. Then I went back in time, and now we've got a bit of a timey wimey problem to solve as well. Yeah, so. you need to sort that out. Yeah, we, but that's that. We, that's going to be coming in part two. You've not, you've not. How far have you got on the podcast? You're up to episode six, aren't you? I heard, yeah, I've just actually started episode six. So you've not heard us read out the emails yet. Not yet. I'm looking forward ah, to that. Bit. Well, when you hear that email, get ready. It's a shame out, my bus journey two. isn't longer. It's only 12 minutes, but I Which do have a long. My bus journey is only 12 minutes to work and back, so it's only like 22 minutes of my day. Yeah, that's like a quarter of a podcast a day. If you, yeah. but I do have I do have a really long train journey coming up, so I'll be I'll be caught up by the yeah. time I um finish my train journey. Hopefully. All the more reason to be doing this. I can get a couple episodes up and then bang. Yeah, thanks for more that. More to listen to. Keep absolutely. But anyway, yes, I am a Disney girl. Yeah, so, and I, I will say, like I was going to say, um, hands down, I, I want to say it now in front of the world. In and front also, of the world? Are we on webcam? Are you not, are you, is that something you're not telling me? What? You say it in front of the world. No one can see us, apart from Nikolai over there. No, but they can all hear us. Do you want to take a picture of it? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, that I would be dead if not for you. That's true. Yeah, I've saved your life a few times. Whoa! How a few times? Okay. Um, there was twice. No, once. No, twice. Twice you've been to A and E with an actual A and E emergency. Yeah, but the not first time they were like. No, I haven't. You went into hospital twice with um, really bad infections. That yeah, but the first you. time I'd gone in for actual chemotherapy and they checked my temperature and realized, and it was too high and then they admitted me there and then. Okay, yeah. Okay, and then, you, true, then yeah. everyone had to show up with like my overnight stuff and whatnot yeah. and I was there for a few days and that was the, the second time that I picked up the infection, which I did record this with Sean and... Again, I'm not sure about the sound quality on that. So let me take a quick, uh, let me go pee quickly. And then... <laughs> you could edit that out, right? I am going to. Yeah, well, me going for a pee quickly. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk about that quickly? Go back to it. What do you remember about the... Do you remember the first time that they said, it's a tumour? <laughs> no, because I wasn't, I wasn't there when you were told. No, but do you remember when... I, yeah, but I came out and told you. Yeah, afterwards you came out and told me. After being misdiagnosed for two months, I then went in for my second ultrasound <laughs> testing of a jiggy, and I came out and they said... Oh, no, uh, during the test, the guy was like, oh, yeah, that's a tumour. <laughs> I was like, fucking hell. How could this not have like been picked up the first time around then? And then they all made up some bullshit excuses and they were like, oh, well... That chick, she's the best at what she does, and uh, we all would have like assumed the same thing as she did the first time round. Yeah, well, that wouldn't have mattered if you were dead, was it? No, but the second time round, they the guy was like, "That's a tumor. Uh, you'll be hearing with us in the next couple of days." I then came out, met up with you, and we started walking towards the pub, and I told you, 
And uh, what did you think? Um. Yeah, I, I don't really remember. I think it was more about um. Oh, I what next? What we're we gonna do next? We'll, and I uh, said to you, uh, the guy said to me that he said it's probably a tumor. They'll probably want to do surgery and then chemotherapy. And uh, Bob's your uncle, apparently. Yeah. Hey, Bob. I mean, it's weird at the time for me because I had really no m- emotional reaction to it. No, me neither. I which is a weird thing. We just went to the pub and we were like, as normal. Yeah, we <laughs> went to the pub. Just ordered a pint and just sat there yeah. and just, I don't know. We just it was sat like, there and ah. Talk. Yeah. And it wasn't, but it wasn't even like a, you see, you hear of a lot of stories in, in movies or TV shows or whatever when, um, when they find out, uh, I mean, the guy said to me is like, yeah, it's a tumour. They'll want to take it out and they'll probably want to do chemotherapy. There was no certainty at this point that this thing was even cancerous. But this guy knew enough to be honest with me and tell me there and then. Because normally they'd have uh, some sort of consultant, I guess, tell you or something. Uh, but this guy pretty much just flat out said it. And I was like, okay. And you, you see a lot in, in, like, say, movies and stuff where it hits them hard. The whole world kind of... Uh, disappears it becomes a background noise and um that didn't really happen for me really it's kind of like it was it was a lot to take in it was just kind of like oh okay and i was just thinking okay right so tumor yeah surgery that sucks because of you know it was testicular cancer and it turned out to be so i was like man i'm gonna start leaning to one side and the chemotherapy as well. Although I was kind of looking forward to that because a new experience. And that's that was the way that I approached it. It was either, okay, be really down about it and mope around and shit and like feel sorry for myself or embrace it. And that was my way of embracing it. I was like, chemotherapy, this sounds cool. I've seen it in a couple of movies and TV shows. Sure, it doesn't look cool, but let's do it. It wasn't. It wasn't fun those no. times. But was I was it? like, better me than uh, you know anyone that I know, any friends or family. So it was like, bring it on, and they did. Yeah, they brought it. <laughs> yeah. They brought it hard. They brought it hard enough to kick it. I did. I had after that ultrasound. I had surgery the week, uh, the following week after that. Yeah, it was, really, I, it was really quick. Yeah, and then I started my chemotherapy a week and a half after that. Yeah, it was. Re- it was really yeah. quick. I mean, it was like, you know, the treatment was really good. And then they said, oh, yeah, you're good. We keep doing blood tests. It looks like you're all fine at the moment. And then we have Christmas and everything's good. And then, like, oh, no, I'd, around that no, time. No, I'd not been diagnosed at that point. When we had Christmas, I'd still, I was still in the process of being misdiagnosed. And I was still oh, no, this is like walking off, around with afterwards. a huge fucking football in my ball sack. No, this was afterwards. After, you, you know, you had your diagnosis, you had your chemotherapy... Oh right, and yeah. then your second surgery that just came out. Of oh, the that blue. was that was a shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because they told no, you. You're skipping that... the gun a little bit. Oh yeah, well, sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, so cause I was just thinking, like, just for perspective, like people, yeah, you know, something for anyone who listens to this, like years down the line, who might be able to relate to it, that because uh, there's different kinds of chemotherapy that you can have. Oh yeah, you had you said something. I had the second to worst kind that you can yeah, have. Yeah, B B E P. B E P. And it was like something, something else. But it's I like, have to say, anybody who doesn't actually know what chemotherapy is, because we had no idea. You hear about people talking about chemotherapy all the time, and you're like, oh god, that sucks. It actually for for us, all it involved was. Scott being on a drip three times a week, eight hours a day, from six hours a day to two hours. It varied every day. It was three, yeah, three days a week. And it, it was, was just uh, him being hours, on a drip. It was uh, eight hours on the Wednesday, eight hours on the Thursday, and one hour on the Friday. Yeah. And that was just, yeah, just sat, sat in the most... It wasn't... It, the room was okay, but everyone sat in a... Like, this, all the way around the If you the want a visual age, uh, aid, go watch that film, Fifty Fifty with Joseph... Oh, Jason Gordon-Levitt. Jo- yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um... With, but without the, the getting high a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, because I'd never even thought... I wish I'd thought about that. <laughs> That probably would have helped. But yeah, it was but literally sitting in a room like that. No, go watch that film, that because that hit me. I for a long time I didn't watch that, and it was only I think it was only like in the last year yeah. that you and me watched that. And I 
like everything else that, that I watch these days, I, I cried my eyes out and I was just like, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's good. I don't like it. And then you were like, oh, you know, did that hit too close to home or whatever? And I was like, no, it didn't. <laughs> it cried. But it did. Because uh, it, it was very, very spot on. It's such on. a good film, yeah. And I could see, okay, you, you spoilers uh, to anybody who's not seen the film, skip the next, like, 30 seconds. Um, the chick that leaves him, I could imagine one of my ex-girlfriends doing that. So I could put myself in the situation, which kind of made it a little worse. And then... Um, yeah, the, the, all the shit that happens with the, the, throughout the film, like like his his family wanting the support, like his dad, like giving the space and stuff. But mum wants to be super involved, but he doesn't want her to, because it it's really complicated how it all works and stuff. But yeah. Um, but yeah, that that film was very very much like spot on to how it all works. The chemotherapy, going in for treatment, how you uh, you meet people. And they're there on drips and stuff as well, all day. And, uh, I mean, I was kind of lucky to have, um, uh, you, you were with me, like, most of the time. And my dad as well. Mm. Uh, There's a lot of people there by themselves. Yeah, and then every now and again. No, nobody talked to each other in, in our little group. No one really well, talked was to that, each other. there was that woman that was there for, like... Within the first month, she only went in for about like three or four weeks, and then she was out. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. Because she said bye and good luck on the way out, and I was just like, "That's it. She's in here for a fucking month. That's yeah. it." <laughs> I was like, "I'm in here for three months," but yeah. that's because I found out that I had the, the the worst kind that you can have is the full treatment, which I got plus radiotherapy, and that's the kind of cancer that, like, you know, you're fucked cancer. That's yeah, the, the have, fuck you, you cancer were lucky card. that you didn't have radiotherapy. Yeah, I was, I was the next one down, so that was like three months of chemotherapy. Um, and, yeah, and it was, I don't want to say it was good, but I remember the first, for the, the very first weekend. You were sick as a dog. Yeah, I was were, like, I was fine the Wednesday, the Thursday, the Friday, and then, and you were off, and then you were supposed to work, like, you were supposed to go into work at some point on Saturday and I was just like it's the first time alright this is how I can compare it to uh, for everybody listening I felt like Superman who for the very first time had come into contact with Kryptonite and I just kind of like remember or I kind of see myself like because I remember begging you like not to go to work yeah uh, yeah you did and I just kind of like stumbled because you were just like oh honey you're gonna be okay and i was laid on the couch and i was like yeah, yeah, yeah i'm gonna be fine the whole time in my head i was just like you're not gonna be fine, i like to it? point out at this point i had made alternative arrangements for your parents to come over oh no yeah at this point they were still due to come over at six o'clock that yeah, night my, but my, this was before two yeah, well, i think you were doing I, two till I, ten but yeah originally i was on a two till ten and i'd I called my boss and said you were really sick and there was no way I was going to be able to come in. And unfortunately, at that time, I didn't have support from my work. They were like, right, you can come at six till ten, but we need you to come in. No, no ifs, no buts, nothing. So it was like I had a choice of going into work or being punished for not going into work. So it was just one of those things. So Despite I, the fact that they said, oh, if you ever need it any time yeah. off, just let us know. Yeah, absolutely. It's all good. Because we, did, we didn't know after the first weekend was the most awful thing. But um, So I, I, I went into work, but I'd arranged for his parents to come over to our tiny little flat. and oh, I wasn't tiny. Well, I wasn't tiny. I'd just look after you until I came home. So that was 6 till 10, 10, 30, 11 o'clock by the time I'd get home from work. Um, but you, cheeky little monkey, when I left for work, he actually rang up his parents or texted your parents and told them not to bother to come over because you were okay. No, I texted them and I told them that I was, because I was really sick. Because before we'd gone to work, I was really sick. I'd lost all my energy and I literally felt like I'd been shot with a kryptonite arrow and all my powers had gone, which is why I begged you not to go to work, but you said you had to anyway. You didn't explain to me at the time that if you didn't go, you'd get into trouble. Because if you did, I'd have been like, okay, go. I'll, uh, you know, handle this uh, this myself. But so but then I was just like, you know what? Yeah, go. So then you went. And then 
I, the only reason I, because my parents were going to come over anyway. And then I texted him saying, like, don't come over. Because I was, at that point, I was dragging myself across the floor to bed. And I was just like, there's no point in them coming over because they'll just sit in the front room uh, for like maybe a few hours. And all I'm going to be doing is sleeping in the bedroom or vomiting in the toilet. And they're just going to be sit there, one, worrying about me, and two, maybe judging our choice of decorations and stuff or pictures or something. Who knows? Sure oh, I'm only kidding. No, no. In all seriousness, no, they're just, they're, that's the thing. They just would have been sat there and they would have got more worried about me knowing that. I was just like throwing up and stuff. And they they probably would have come in and checked out me and made sure that I was okay and carried me back to the bedroom if need be or whatever. But I was just I didn't want to put that pressure on top of them. So I was just like, you know what? I'm okay. It's only my first yeah, weekend. Yeah, which then when I found out that they weren't there, I was at work and I I think I'd either rung you. I, yeah, I'd rang you to check. Oh, in. shit. And I found out your parents weren't there, and I was just like, that made me even more guilty. And I was a little bit mad at you as well, because I'd arranged it, so I knew that even though I had to go to work, you would be okay, because your mum was there to keep an eye on you, and keep you company, even though you were throwing up all the time. And yeah, but after that, I, I did put my foot down at work, I booked time off in advance, and gave them plenty of notice that these were the days I would be having off, and... Every Saturday, I think I had off to be with you until it, it wasn't too bad. After like a while, by the third month, that you were. Oh, this is the thing. I mean, yeah, after after, I've... after this, you not only like come into chemo sessions with me, but also worked full time mm. and around like the clock, as it were, and uh, whilst looking after me at the same time. Uh, yeah, and it, it got you got and even. Keeping the place like super clean yeah, and tidy, tidy and stuff. Because he, he lost obviously the chemo completely destroyed his immune system and weight. And, Not that uh, I had any uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. He lost loads of weight. Completely destroyed his immune system. And I'd been doing a lot of research online and obviously talking to the nurses. Because <laughs> that's the way to go. And they were research. like, "You need to keep the place like super clean." So before I went to work, everything the bathroom would get cleaned constantly because he's always throwing up, especially the toilet seat and the floor and stuff where he was kneeling. Hey. I never um, got it on the floor. No, I kept no, it all on the but toilet. you were kneeling there, so you know oh, yeah. it was everything got clean. That's where I think I got all the bruises from. Yeah, which have still not healed. I oh, know everything. Everything got cleaned. The bed sheets had to be washed every day, or, or at least changed every day, which they were. Um, clean the, the sofa. We had this. We had this yellow little leather sofa, didn't we? Right? Yeah. Well, if you ever got out of bed, he would just lie on this yellow sofa, and it was leather. So I had to clean that all the time, and yeah. like proper anti back it because that's where you're sleeping. Um, I had rules for when our friends came over. I had so much hand sanitizer; it was ridiculous. It lasted. <laughs> Even us, I ended up using yeah, that. Yeah, it lasted. Like, it's so us, addictive after a while. Yeah, it lasted <laughs> just like at least a year after you got better. Mm. Um, yeah, no shoes in the house. Uh, everything had to be cleaned. Washing hands all the time, and no dirt. I remember once Adam came in, um, and he'd he'd forgotten about my no shoe rule, and I came in and the front area because we had laminated floors in the flat, and there was mud. Like muddy prints, it'd obviously been raining or something. So there's dirty prints, footprints by the door. And he'd obviously taken his shoes off, but it was just by that door. Um, it, and that really wound me up. And then, then he'd left like some food or something on the, the table, which had all your medication and stuff on. And that completely crazy. And then. Oh man, can you remember the medication? There was so much. Oh, so much medication. Like pill after pill after pill. Have a swig oh. of this pill, pill, pill. But then, um, fucking hell, it was one night. I mean, like, our friends were supportive, and like, Adam mostly stayed with you a lot. And Sean, we went yeah, to be fair, Adam was there a hell of a lot, yeah. I mean, he, he was, was there, there almost daily, and uh, especially, I mean, when we first got when well, well, say we when I first got diagnosed, um, it all happened so quickly, it was like bang, surgery, bang, start chemotherapy, and I think it was about maybe like a week into it um or it might have been from the get-go adam was around every day because i was obviously signed off work because going through all of this there's no way i was going to be able to work i mean i could probably could have done but i'd have to drive to get to work and stuff and there's no way i could drive on the medication that was on mm. so 
that'll uh, so I signed off sick and he'd come around and we'd play uh, FIFA 12 I think yeah. FIFA 12 FIFA was it 11 or 12 well, no, it, it was a mixture of the two I think I think yeah. he was playing 12 um, yeah he couldn't keep because I think he lost his job at that time as well Oh no! He just—I think he'd just been made redundant from the. Yeah. Uh, was it the M- was it his MOD was, position or? Yeah, yeah, it was an no. MOD thing. I think he'd been made redundant from that. So while he was looking for a job, he was hanging out. Yes, yeah, so that was really good timing. So. <laughs> yeah. And. Yeah, that that was a good thing. I mean, it was nice to have somebody like throughout the day whilst you're at work. Yeah. He was around like literally every day, just for those few hours, and of course. The hours did slowly uh, shrink down as the time went on because by the end of the chemotherapy, I was sleeping like 20 to 22 hours a day. Yeah, you were. <laughs> if you went, I remember that like, you did was sleep. Yeah, I remember early on, uh, all, all out through chemotherapy when my dad was there, we would play chess, mm. which. Again, I gotta give props to, to to that dude, my dad. Oh, your dad was he amazing. He is a damn good chess player, but like anyone else, after I when I was nine or something, and I beat everybody a couple of times at chess, he like everyone else was like, "I'm not gonna play chess with you anymore," because no one likes losing. It's <laughs> like you play Monopoly against the same person a couple of times, they lose, you stop playing them forever. Yeah. And that's how it went. But he but he he took that upon himself. I didn't even mention it. He just the first, I think it was like the first day we went in there. It was our first 8-hour thing. He was, and you were like I'm going to get you a ham and cheese fucking slice thing or whatever which has put me on for like, life. Yeah. And my dad was like let's play chess. And I was like right on, let's play chess. We've not done this since I was a kid and then and that brought into question like my whole the first for the first serious time I the whole mortality thing. So I was just like, whoa, there's a massive flashback to my childhood. And I was like, is this, you know, is this to like make up time or is this to just keep me busy or is this to uh, some sort of connection to, uh, you know, a bonding thing of father and son again or or what? And we had many games. I'm sorry to say on my dad's behalf that I did win most of them. But uh, the most thing that I'm sorry for is that towards the end of the chemotherapy is that I got so tired that I'd, like, fall asleep halfway through moves. Yeah. Or he'd be like, right, it's your turn. I'd be like, okay, let me think about it. And then I'd just... I'd be like, i got to lay down. And he'd be like, yep, no worries. And he was okay with that because the moment he saw me going, he'd just whip out some book or something. <laughs> you know, it was one of those uh, soup for the souls type thing, chicken noodles for the soul or something. Chicken and for the soul, yeah. Just like, yeah, you start reading whatever book you'd read. I mean, he read a lot, I think. Um, he was lucky enough to uh, have uh, one of those rare understanding bosses because his boss, his son had gone through something that I'd gone through. So his boss was just like, look, whatever time you need, that's cool. And so I was well, really, yeah. really, really lucky because a lot of people didn't have that support there. I mean, no. the amount of times that I was there, see there was hardly any ever any people with no. any of these people that I mean to be fair they were a lot older than me most of them in this place and I I tended I, I sort of leaned more towards the whole thing of like it was a lot of it was probably a proud thing they probably didn't want people there to see them going through that suffering and all that kind of stuff but I was old or young I wouldn't have cared just like my dad there playing chess with me and you there either reading to me or uh, changing up my uh, MP3 list at the time, or I did a lot of cross, yeah reading to me yeah cross stitching stuff, just spending time and stuff. That one of the best times of my life. Yeah, just yeah, the, that hanging out and just doing that, despite obviously what was going on. Yeah, that and that, no, it's not only your dad doing. Uh, I always call it. You did day two. I do day one. He would do day two, and then. Yeah. So Adam or someone do day, day three or Adam I would do it, yeah. or says Dad Bill yeah. and I'll give him credit as well because he was there like every second or third week but when I had to go in there just for an hour he'd pop me down but there yeah, and that hour went by really quickly yeah, so. but your dad would he not only would he take you know the Thursday to come hang out chemo with you 
he also on the Wednesday would drive me and you there yeah. and then come up so and the drive Wednesday, us back. Yeah. yeah, but he would then he'll drive us all the way. What? How how far is it from Basingstoke to Guildford? Oh, it's quite a trek. I mean, it's got what? What do you reckon it is uh, in miles? Mileage? I, I don't know. Mileage? About twenty miles? No, it's more than that. It's 20, at least. 30. I mean, it's uh, about forty far minutes. To yeah. Aldershot, Farnborough, so to Guildford as well. 40, Depend, depending minutes. on depending on traffic, it's about anywhere from forty five minutes to a little over an hour. Yeah, and then he'd drive back and go to where he worked, which was like a good hour that was away. A good, yeah. And then, then come back, pick us up, drop us off home, and then he'd go home or if he wasn't staying over um, for tea or anything. So and he was doing this every week. And, yeah. And then if someone couldn't make the Friday, day three, if I couldn't do it, if I wasn't off work or someone else, he'd just come over and do that with you as well and drop you off and stay with you and pick you up. And, yeah. So yeah. we had a good routine going on. And, yeah. And it, it was, worked. Another thing, and I, I remember I was always... I remember always being like so positive because uh, after day one, I remember cutting my hair straight away. I no. didn't like. I didn't. Not after day one, you didn't. No, I did after day one. I didn't like wet shave it, but I shaved it down. Oh yeah, you cut it short. Because I remember day two, I went in and they were like, "Scottish," and I was like, "Yeah," and they were like, "Oh, you look so different." I was like, well, yeah. "Duh, I've shaved my head." Yeah, you but can. and I should have wet shaved it in hindsight because I have wet shaved it before. At this point. I had done it like I think about twice where I'd done the proper wet shave, gone for the whole bold look. And I should have done that because um When the hair started falling out. Well no, yeah, that's the thing. When after the moment the chemotherapy started, because it hits the top of the head first and it hurt. When that started impacting me, that really did hurt. Like I'd go to sleep and I could just be led, let's say, on one side, uh, you know, on my right side sleeping and in the middle of the night as you do maybe you roll over and that rolling thing like yeah you know, i'd go through you know the pillow the back of my head to the other side that would actually really hurt mm. and took me a couple of days to figure out why but then i was just like what the fuck and then i shaved my head and then realized why because it was all dead and the, the hair was trying to get out or yeah. falling out as it were so because once i shaved it that was it it didn't grow back and sleepful nights i really loved that and then my beard fell out i really and again i embraced that i i could have been i should have been really sad that happened because my beard has been like my identity since before you knew me yeah the thing with the beard over a decade the thing with your beard it was that it was i can't remember how long it was into your chemo but they they decided to keep you in because your temp because they obviously checked your temperature and all that i'd lost my bed during chemo I know. Um, no, uh, and then they decided yeah, yeah, to keep you in point, overnight, yeah. and I came all the way. Over, I came straight over from work. Yeah. Once I finished work, because you said, "Oh, you know, you were fine," and they're just going to keep you in to observe you. So I came straight over once I finished work. Um, I think I had to go and get you overnight things and things like that, and bring those in. Yeah. And um, I found you in this little. They kept you in a room isolation by yourself. Room. Yeah, isolation room by yourself. And it was, and it was quite dark as well because you'd been sleeping, and. Um, you know, I checked you over right and you were like, oh, do you want to see something really cool? And then you proceed to grab your hair, your beard, and pull out a chunk of hair and show it to me in your yeah, hand. And yeah. I think that's the first... I've forgotten about that. That was the first time I think I actually got a little bit upset yeah. was when I saw you patches. That was the first time that it hit home that yeah. that's how real it, it is. patches in your beard. Because you'd seen like, me with a shaved head before and stuff. Yeah, and that, yeah that didn't bother me. But I think once your beard, you, yeah. you know, you were so casual and stuff about it as well because you'd yeah. probably been playing with it all day when you realised it was coming well, out. Well, it was about an hour, maybe about two hours before you guys all showed up because yeah. I was wearing a fleece because I remember, obviously, with no immune system, I was getting really cold. So I was yeah. packing heat, as it were. Yeah, oh yeah, you were laid up. So yeah, I was like layers and layers and layers of clothes and the top one being a fleece. And then I started getting really itchy around the neck and after a good like 20 minute or a half hour of like constantly every now and again going, ah, oh, itch, whatever, I looked down and in my fleece, the top of the fleece, was like loads of hair strands uh, and I just knew it was from my beard. And at that point, my heart did sink a little bit because I was like, They'd said that there was a chance. They were like, some people just lose their hair on the head, not the beard. 
So there was, I'd, I'd hoped that I'd be in that category, but um, yeah, I, I failed. But again, I could have gone down with that, but I embraced it and I was yeah. like, you know what? It's a whole new experience. Let's roll with it. I was like, I look sick anyway. People will no doubt look at me and go, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it was cancer. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, <laughs> and after that first hospital stay over, you were in for a few days and that's, I think that's when they introduced the, um, the jabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, his, yeah. his immune system was completely shot by this point. And he he picked up a minor infection or something. That's why they kept him in because of his temperature. They introduced um, these special jabs that boost your immune system or yeah, something it was, like it was that. to increase the white blood cell count yeah, that he had to, do to at, help counteract any kind of like antibodies yeah. that shouldn't be there and he had to do this at home yeah so i had to stab on a daily basis i can't remember it was, it was a, a tiny needle wasn't yeah. too bad it, yeah but still i had to stick a needle into my stomach myself yeah. and pump this shit into myself and, t- and take medication yeah. and uh well, luckily you and no one it. would do that except me my dad wasn't too keen on doing it you wouldn't do it so your, I was m- like, your mum would have done it i was it. like i'll do it <laughs> Yeah, you're fine. I was just like... Yeah, so every on a daily basis, and it did scare the shit out of me because I was having to stick this needle into my stomach and inject myself, basically. And I'd, I'd never done anything like that before. I mean, you give people that have done that before and you know, diabetics and stuff, yeah, yeah fine. They'd, I guess like anything else, you get used to it. But I, I was literally given this pack and... Yeah, they, they were even, like they were gonna send me on my way, and then I was just like, uh, "Wait a minute!" What do I, I do? I was like, "Yeah, I literally, uh, where do I stick this? What do I do?" And the the nurse chick was like, "Oh, has no one told you?" Oh, I was right. like, uh, "No." <laughs> <laughs> so then someone came along and said to me, "Oh yeah, just you know, you need to you know, you literally line up some, anywhere that you feel comfortable within, within your stomach or, or abdominal area, which is quite large. <laughs> well, not large that I'm fat, but it's quite a spacious area." Mm. I was like, okay, and then she said, "You stick it in, squeeze the thing down, bang, done." And I was just like, okay, that's it. I just had a crash course in like medical training. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, after that, it was fine. The only time I flipped out was like the third day—not flipped out, but the third day I um, because every time I stuck it in, inject it, I pulled out, nothing had come out. It was just like a little hole. That was it. Mm. But the third day that I'd done that. I'd obviously hit a uh, a vein or something because when I pulled it out, some blood sp- splattered out. <laughs> Which I was just like, oh my God, that's not normal. <laughs> but then I quickly covered it up and it was fine. So, uh, but yeah, that, then- was, that was kind of weird. But again, a, a really surreal ex- uh, um, experience. I, again, I embraced that. I was, you know, how many opportunities do people get to, okay, you could say people can stab themselves every day with shit. Sure. But mine was like, for medical reasons and like do you know what I mean yeah yeah I'm not <laughs> yeah it's a bit weird yeah, I'm not in like endorsing like people that someone who'd never really stuff, been sick in their lives apart from when that time you had a really case, bad case of tonsillitis yeah um, and um, almost when, like um, uh, what's that the really bad uh, meningitis um, they thought mm. I had almost when I was like seven or eight but I mean I have a habit of like when I'm ill, I make a point of being ill, and yeah. it's normally something serious, so I don't get put down very uh, easily. But still, sad. Oh yeah, let's get back to. Um, so you had you had that your first trip overnight trip in hospital for yeah. a few days, and then back to chemo, and we we're just winding down chemo. You only had like a week or two left. I had one week left to do. I was on, I was yeah, on one, my last week. Yeah, you're on your last week. Uh, I think it might have been a Saturday actually, because I was home with you. I'd been checking your temperature. I just did. I, I got, think it was a Friday. Yeah, I got in such a habit of checking your temperature. I remember you'd come in from work, and I remember saying that I don't. I feel yeah, because co- I did I short. Saying, I, I did felt short shift at work. I only did like some like two or four hours at work. Yeah, and I remember I was, you coming no, in. No, I was off completely. No, you weren't. No, no, you you you'd come in from work. You're just coming from work and you're like, how are you doing? And I said, I feel kind of weird, but I felt okay, like, within myself. Mm-hmm. And you were like, okay, I'll take check your temperature. And it was, normally it was, it's supposed to be something like 34 or something. Uh, but it was 36, 
36. Yeah, yeah, it was 36. And then you were like, okay, I'm going to check it again in a little bit. And I was like, so I'll I be fine. 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And then you checked it, yeah, again, and it had gone up a little bit. And then, but within the hour, it had gone from 36 to over 38. Yeah, which was Or the maybe 36 zone. is supposed to be normal. I think maybe it was like going yeah. up to 37 and it hit 38 right, yeah. within the hour. And then that's when you were like, right, that's it. And then we you phoned like Bill yeah. and you were like, I, I need, need, to, to, I, <laughs> need I, to take your start yeah. at I need to bill my bill. <laughs> yeah. So we got <laughs> and he was there within like five yeah, seconds. Yeah. I'd not even got off the couch at that point. No, he was there so was quickly. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then I, we, we grabbed my... I, had I mean, I don't know why I didn't call for an ambulance. I don't know. I well, my Bill, first, Bill would have been quicker. Yeah, my first instinct was to ring him because I knew he would have been home. And I thought it'd just be quicker. To get him yeah. to take us and get an the ambulance. The ambulance thing. They would have taken. They would have taken a long time to find our place. Yeah. Then they would have taken ages to get back to the store. They wouldn't have given me anything on the trip there because they wouldn't have known what to give me. No. And I all, had no disrespect to the. Shall I name them? Name no. Shame. Mm. <laughs> 